Good afternoon, everyone. The Sacramento City Council will please come to order. Would the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you. Councilmember Kaplan? Here. Mayor Pro Tem Talamantes? Here. Councilmember Valenzuela? Here. Vice Mayor Maple? Here. Councilmember Guerra will be absent this afternoon. Councilmember Jennings? Here. Councilmember Vang? Here. And Mayor Steinberg? I am here. Uh, would everyone please rise? I would ask, let's see who's on my list today, Councilmember Vang to please lead us in the land acknowledgement and I'll lead in the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you. Please rise if you're able to. <clears throat> to the original people of this land, to the Nisanon people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains Miwok, Putwin and Wintu peoples, and the people of Walton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento indigenous peoples, history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <coughs> Good afternoon, uh, everyone. I think it is appropriate, speaking of justice in our Pledge of Allegiance, that we begin today, the day after Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, to commemorate here at the City Council his birthday and what he means to our country, the world, and, and our community. And I'd like to turn it over to Councilmember Rick Jennings who has a resolution, a proclamation. Thank you, Mayor. Um, many of us have spent the last couple of days honoring the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in many ways. Some of us walked six miles yesterday from Sacramento City College all the way back to Sacramento City College in a really, really incredible loop. And some of us walked from Oak Park or Del Paso Heights to different places to honor Dr. Martin Luther King. There were marches that took place not only in Sacramento, but took place in other places as well, in San Francisco, in Oakland, in the Bay Area, just many marches that have taken place. And the great thing about them is people of all ages were able to participate. So I want to thank my colleagues who participated in the march yesterday here in the city of Sacramento. That was a six-mile march, and it was incredible. We marched for um, many, many reasons. but. Today, I want to honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And many of you have heard the I, I've been to the mountaintop speech. You've heard that speech. That was his last speech that was delivered April the 3rd, 1968. And if you're not aware, at that time, Dr. Martin Luther King was only 39 years old. He accomplished so much in such a short period of time, but his speech was done at the Mason Temple in Memphis, Tennessee. It was a 45-minute speech, and I'd just like, if you will indulge me, I'd like to play one minute and a half of that speech oh, that I yes. think is one of the most important parts of the speech. Say it, Rick. What will happen now? We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop. And I don't mind. 
Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, and the part that resonates the most with me is that we as a people will get to the promised land. And so we have a resolution on behalf of the city council that my colleagues will take each of the whereases separately and they will speak to the resolution that will be available for departments here in the city of Sacramento, for community-based organizations that are out in the city doing the great work making our city better as well as unions who represent different people throughout our city and and in the city of Sacramento. So I'll start with the first whereas. Thank you, Councilmember Jennings. Uh, whereas Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. devoted his life to the pursuit of equality, justice, and civil rights for all individuals inspiring generations with his unwavering commitment to nonviolence, compassion, and the dream of a truly inclusive society. And whereas Dr. King's tireless efforts played a pivotal role in dismantling segregation and promoting voting rights, leaving an unforgettable mark on the American conscience and contributing to the ongoing struggle for more just an equitable world and whereas Martin Luther King Jr. Day is celebrated annually on the third Monday of January to honor his memory reflect on his teachings and recommit ourselves to the principles of equality justice and unity and whereas acknowledging the persistent challenges of systemic racism inequality and injustice that persists in our society we recognize the importance of taking concrete actions to advance the cause of social justice and and whereas and whereas the city of Sacramento commits to addressing and dismantling systemic racism and inequality by fostering inclusive policy promoting diversity and supporting initiatives that strive to eliminate discrimination in all its forms Therefore, be it resolved by the mayor and council of the city of Sacramento that we do hereby recognize pledges to work towards the realization of Dr. King's dream by fostering an environment where all individuals are treated with dignity, respect, and equality, and by continuing the pursuit of a just and inclusive society for all. So Dr. King, many of us know him in different ways whether he was a preacher, a teacher, a social activist, 
a Baptist minister, civil rights leader, a father, a husband, a change agent, and maybe there are others out there that I didn't mention. He was fatally shot in the Lorraine Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee on April the 4th, one day after the speech I've been to the mountaintop at 6.01 p.m. He was rushed to the hospital where he died at 7.05 p.m. He was 39 years old. The life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. has made an impact on all of us. And we just want to have a resolution to honor him and all the great things that he has done that have allowed us to be where we are today. And so this resolution will be available for any organization that would like a copy of it, any individual that would like a copy of it. It is available, and we just want to take this time to honor him. So thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Councilmember Jennings, for uh, your leadership, for marching yesterday, and for, uh, and for this resolution. I will tell you, um, this march has been going on for 30-plus years in Sacramento. And uh, yesterday was special for me. And my daughter with me is almost 30. And her first march was when she was an infant. And many things change, but some things don't. And one thing that doesn't is this community's commitment to social justice. And we're not perfect, far from it. But 2,000 people out there yesterday committed not just to marching, but to the work. And let's not forget, if I may, one more thing, because. And that is Dr. King was practical in many respects, but he was also a radical. Let's not forget it. He was not afraid to say truths which were uncomfortable and to say that society needed to change dramatically for African-American people and all people of color to have a real chance in life. And let's not, we, we never want to, you know, put Dr. King in a box in terms of what he was about because he was about real change. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> and thank all my colleagues. Great job. Good job. <clears throat> Great job. All right, we do have a consent calendar here. Members, are there any items that members would like to discuss separately or vote on separately? Uh, Council Member Vang. Thanks, Mayor. I just wanted to comment on item six and item nine. Which one? I'm sorry, the second one? Item six and item nine. And item nine, thank you. Vice Mayor? I will be commenting on the same items. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, <clears throat> why don't we take the public testimony and the consent calendar, and then we'll have the members comment and we'll take a vote. Thank you, Mayor. I have three speakers on consent. The first is Marbea Sala on item uh, four, Ryan Masano and Guy Stevenson on items nine. Good afternoon, and I want to say what a beautiful way to open up your city council meeting this afternoon. It was great. Um, and I am also, um, how do I get a copy of that resolution? I'd like to have that for our organization. Okay. Um, so I'm here, I'm Marve, I'm president of Gardenland Northgate Neighborhood Association. I'm here to say um, my appreciation and support for item four. 
I was so happy to get an update and see that um, the parkway design and renovation is happening and going forward. I completely support the additional resources being given to it. The Ninos Parkway is a jewel that connects us from Ninos Park all the way down and many of our community utilize that space and, and now they're gonna be able to continue and we won't have that drainage and it will help our students going from schools to their homes and vice versa. But I also wanna stress that um, the other side of Garden uh, Ninos Parkway is very important and, and we use it, our families use it. During COVID, they were all, we were all out there. I was out there because I live right it's right behind where I live. So I, I want that jewel and that design that's happening um, right now, and it's um, going from San Juan, or um, it's continuing the, the, um, the drain, the canal, that it, that design go further on. I know there's some work being done, but I'd like that to continue, probably not in the next year, but please don't forget that, because that is our jewel, and we want to see that beauty continue throughout Nino's Parkway, because I too see the promised land and I want to see it happen um, in the next two years. So thank you again for all your support and, and let's continue together. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Ryan Masano, then Guy Stevenson. Good afternoon, and if you can make sure that this is visible. Yeah, go ahead and get started. I have my own timer, so um, I'll set that because if I'm interrupted at all, I'm going to stay up here until I get my full uninterrupted two minutes. This council has interrupted me on numerous occasions for over the past nine months, and that is going to stop. This disrespect I'll tolerate, but I'm not going to tolerate your interrupting. So I just want to make that very clear. My website is MasanoNews.com. And uh, the things that I have to say are going to be very controversial. That was the design of this meeting. You're not elected to tell any of us what we can and cannot say at all. So I wanted to talk about item nine, your whole diversity, inclusion, and equity, which that's what it is right there. And please make sure that this is shown to the entire community um, because this is a reality. You know, it's a very subtle agenda that you play here. Now, we mentioned justice for all. That's justice for all people. Not a single person should be interrupted when they have something to say. The only people you should be interrupting are those who use uh, pornography or violent threats, which I have done neither. And yet you don't stop those who do that. They're allowed and profanity should not be allowed as well. So also, you know, when we're talking about diversity, equity, I actually came up here and I um, spoke on a phone call. And during that phone call, I was asked the question, why are rape, murder, and violent crime not broken down by race? Why is that for Sacramento and every big city in America? Why is that? That's not racist. That's asking that everybody who commits a crime, I don't care what race you are, you're held accountable. And the mayor cut my call off in the middle of it. That's racist. That's racist for allowing violent people of any race and rapists and murderers to commit their crimes and you not identify who they are. That's racist. You're the racist. Thank you for your comments. Guy Stevenson is also speaking on item nine. I'm calling uh, the people. <laughs> this is crazy because I know I'm not a good speaker, 
But I will tell you that I spent a lot of years in the military, probably as long as you've been in public office there, Mr. Daryl Steinberg. Uh, the last time I was here, I did tell you to be quiet. My disrespect, I apologize to you. But it's the way the Marine Corps is when there's zero tolerance. The last time I was here, people were, and we're talking you people, were walking in and out, fiddling on your phones, why these young people that really make a difference in our community, that want to go into public service, be a public servant, in public office, and they're looking at you people like, what, what's this, a big uh, clown show? And, and I talked to a few of these kids, and those are the kids that are going to run our country. They're the ones that are going to go into the military. And, and it's very, very important that when you address something to you or any one of you, I'm going to give you utmost respect. But when you've got youngsters up here that are trying to address something and you guys are just walking around back there and back here, the only two people up there that I can actually say didn't do it is Mr. Jennings and this young lady right here. Everybody else went to the back room, and I said, what are they having, coffee or donuts back there, why all these people are speaking? It's sad but true. That's not the type of leadership that I brought to the table in the Marine Corps. I'm not trying to criticize anybody. I'm just saying that when people speak, please listen to what they say, because it's important. And Katie Vadasquela, I apologize for being a jerk. I'm just not a big fan of District 4. Thank you for your comments. Mary, I have no more speakers on the consent calendar. Thank you, sir. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, Mayor Pro Tem Talamantes, I know you had an, uh, something to announce on item four. Um, yeah, just for the record to reflect that I'll be abstaining on item number four uh, because of my proximity to the project. Can you, okay, did you hear? Okay, good. Very good, now we have comments from um, um, Councilmember Vang and Vice Mayor Maple on item six and nine. Great, Mayor, should I do them both together? Yeah, that's just, fine. Okay, that's so for fine. item six, this is the Sacramento ED blueprint. Um, I just first wanted to thank staff, especially our staff from Public Works for all their hard work, but also want to give a shout out to Jennifer Venema for her incredible work to actually get us to this moment. I know her last day is gonna be on the 26th, and I know that this mayor and council has worked with her really to move us forward um, in terms of environmental justice. So I want to give her a shout out uh, for that. Um, you know, as you all know, the state is pushing for us to increase electric vehicle adoption in the state. Um, and as we do that, it's so important. I think many of my colleagues would agree with me that as we do that, we have to make sure that we don't leave any communities behind. And uh, the item that we're voting on tonight is really uh, phase one of our commitment to begin building that infrastructure so that uh, members in our community, our low-income communities, can actually access um, really the adoption. Um, so ensuring we have the critical infrastructure in place is really key. Um, phase one supports that. Um, and then also I just want to give a shout out, right, we can um, build the infrastructure, but if our families can't access electric, uh, electric cars, then why are we building an infrastructure? So programs like um, 
Um, clean cars for all uh, is really, really important. Uh, it's waivers for families. If you fall within a certain uh, income bracket, you can actually, uh, you know, get a discount on electric cars. So just making sure that as we're, you know, planning for the future and we're uh, pushing to adopt um, our city to uh, move in that direction, we just have to make sure that we don't leave communities behind. So just really want to thank staff for their due diligence and their hard work. Um, and then lastly, uh, for item nine, uh, this is the review and approval of city, state, and federal legislation. Um, just wanted to give a shout out to Consuelo Hernandez. Uh, she is our Director of Governmental Affairs, and I know she's worked incredibly hard with mayor and council and our city staff to develop our legisl legislative platform for this year. Um, and just wanted to um, make uh, an ask um, under one of the section. If it's possible, we, if we can add that. Uh, under the section equal rights for all Sacramento residents, um, I'd like us to do, um, just to name it in the document, um, even if it's a bullet point, about supporting comprehensive legislation on language access in the state and resources for our city. Uh, Sacramento is incredibly diverse. Uh, California is actually home to the largest uh, uh, limited English proficient um, residents in the country. Um, and I think it's really important that um, as state legislator and federal folks are beginning conversations for this cycle, there's been a lot of conversation around language access, and so I want to make sure that our city uh, is at the forefront of that work and supporting that advocacy work at the state and federal level. And that's pretty much it. So thank you. Thank you very much, Councilmember Vang, Vice Mayor Maple. Thank you, Mayor. Um, and we must have a mind meld. <laughs> same comments on the same two items. Um, so I won't, um, I won't belabor it, but on, on the EV blueprint, one, as someone who drives a very old beat-up, EV that can't hold a charge at all, um, having infrastructure that is convenient and readily available and easy to use and affordable is really important. And as um, Councilmember Vang mentioned, we really need to make sure that, especially for low-income people and families, it's a chicken and an egg thing, right? Like, if you don't have the infrastructure there, it's going to be really hard for a family to make a decision to buy an EV versus if the infrastructure is there. Uh, I might make, it might be a lot easier for me to make that decision and we'll see that more families are able to do that um, because we are seeing a lot more EVs on the market that are used um, that are that are much more affordable. Like for example, I bought mine for, for you know, less than $10,000. Um, and so I think there's a, 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 it's a really great thing. And um, while none of these in the phase one are in my district, they will be, they will serve residents of district five, which is wonderful. Um, and I know that we're gonna be expanding that out in the future and would love to see that at the Oak Park Community Center as well. Um, so just also really want to thank staff for their hard work on this. I know it takes a lot of time and effort. Um, and then also on item nine, just really wanted to, to thank um, Consuelo Hernandez. Thank you so much. I know there's a lot, a lot of work that goes into this um, and your team. And I think that you do a really great job of hearing all of us and the community members and what those priorities are. And I just really want to uplift also Councilmember Bing's comment on language access. So thank you. Right, thank you very much. If I could get a motion on the consent calendar, but adding an abstention for Mayor Pro Tem Talamantes on item four, I'd appreciate it. Okay, that's the motion. Um, all in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, abstain. Thank you very much, everybody. We have one discussion item, and this is item 11, and uh, I know Council Member Guetta is uh, sick today, so he is not uh, able to be here. Is, I don't know if there's a staff presentation or if I should just, we went through this at some length, obviously, last week. I want to thank Councilmember Guetta for bringing this forward. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, is there any public testimony? And, of course, we'll take council discussion. 
So, Mary, I have no public comments on this item. There is no staff report. As you said, it was it was yeah. discussed at length. Um, I am working with the city attorney's office on additional council rules of procedure update, which we'll probably come back to next month. That's fine. This is just that one simple update. Okay. Is there a motion? So moved. So moved. Second. Second. Thank you. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, abstain. That's the agenda. Okay. Um, are there, uh, is there city managers report out this afternoon, Mr. City Manager? There can be if you'd like. Mr. Lada, come on. <laughs> I'll wait for the slides to pop up here. This is your weekly data report. Mario, can you pull up the microphone? So Afternoon. This is your weekly data report from the IMT team for the week of January 8th through January 14th. As you can see, um, the activities are organized under three main areas, outreach, enforcement, and cleanup. There were 283 calls, new calls requesting services from our rapid response teams that were received. Uh, they closed over 1,100 calls were closed within that week with 135 compliance actions taken over 177,000 pounds of trash and over 1,100 needles were removed in that one week period. Here is a little bit more detailed breakdown on types of 311 calls that we received for homeless related services. Uh, several are related to um, code violations, which include 500 feet from school and blocking sidewalks, but a majority are general homeless concern areas. We included this slide just because we're, uh, we wanted to give you a breakdown from the last year, 2023, uh, and as you can see, there were over 47,500 calls that were received and closed uh, during that period. Figured since we're close to this uh, year in period, we would include a slide that showed some of that detail there for you. So here you see um, outreach efforts over the past week resulted in 96 individuals being newly enrolled into the HMIS system. 14 referrals were made to the coordinated access systems. As you're aware, there continues to be a significant waiting list. So we do use our triage areas. There were 22 rapid placements at either our new safe stay on Roseville Road uh, or our outreach and engagement center during this last week. As of this morning, we had 18 units, either pallet homes or trailers, available at our new Roseville Road campus, and there were 17 spaces available at the Outreach and Engagement Center on Auburn Boulevard. Finally, enforcement and compliance activities are summarized here on this last slide. Impact teams visited over 97 locations across the city and closed over 1,100 calls, as I mentioned earlier. Compliance was obtained to address sidewalk obstruction, excess storage, critical infrastructure violations, and unlawful camping. Code enforcement teams were also out and they tagged 290 vehicles and towed 66 vehicles. Again, I have some year-to-date figures here. In the year that ended, almost 12,000 vehicles were tagged and over 3,000 were towed. All of these statistics are now available on a dashboard that's on the city's website. Thank you. Okay, are there questions from members on, on the report? I do know I think we can report that uh, today the uh, city-county four-by-two met and there is going to be a comprehensive report to both the City Council and the County Board of Supervisors sometime, I believe, next month um, with even greater detail about all of the components with which Mr. Lara raised and, you know, make sure that this is set for 
good long, long enough time so that we can have a workshop, you know, kind of discussion um, about there's a lot of good news and there's a lot of work to do. And um, I think we want to be able to talk about all of that in a, in really kind of a workshop kind of a setting would, would be appropriate as opposed to a, a quick item. Please. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much, Mr. Lada. Are there council uh, ideas and questions? <clears throat> Is there public testimony and items? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mayor. Yes. Uh, <coughs> I, I would just like to request on the agenda next week, while I know we just passed the item as we look at our city manager, but I think we as a council didn't intend to... Um, really have our city treasurer, OPSA, and our, our city clerk salary. Uh, I'd like to follow through on the promises we made and have that on the agenda to uh, have their COLA we had discussed a long time ago uh, on the agenda for discussion and going through. I know we have a closed session um, performance evaluation with uh, the city treasurer and I believe the city attorney today and I think we should talk about all of that. Okay. Okay, appreciate it. I'm still making the formal request. Okay, I, I no, duly noted, and uh, and thank you. Okay, <clears throat> let's take uh, public test. Oh, Councilmember Vang. No, it's now. Right now. Speak, speak okay, now or forever. Okay, thanks. Um, I just uh, wanted just to announce several pop-ups and community meetings that ha that's happening in District 8. Um, earlier uh, last year, our office and city staff worked really hard and we secured a 5.5 million of uh, the uh, building forward, forward infrastructure grant for the MLK library. And so yesterday we actually rolled out our outreach, um, you know, sharing all of the dates and events that are happening. And so just wanted to, um, you know, share this with the public as well. Um, as we're working to renovate Martin Luther King Jr. Library in 2025, we're going to uh, be going out to the community to conduct a series of listening sessions to really understand the community needs. And so this Saturday at the Martin Luther King Library at 4 o'clock uh, at 7340 24th Street Bypass, uh, we'll be having a community meeting there. Um, and then there's going to be uh, pop-ups, kiosks at the Pinnell Community Center um, between January 20th and February 20th during open hours. So if you can't make the community meeting this weekend, you can also stop by the Pinnell Community Center from January 20th to the February 20th. Um, there's also going to be a pop-up kiosk on, on January 20th, this Saturday, at the African American African Marketplace as well at the Sojourner Truth Museum. And so just wanted to give a just wanted to share that as well. It's going to be really important to get communities feedback on the renovation for our MLK and really hoping that the community comes out for this. Um, and then lastly, as you all know, every Monday I do Mondays with my walk with our seniors and our amazing elders. So um, at 9 o'clock, if you have time, uh, swing by the Pinnell Community Center and come join us for our Monday walks. Thanks, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you, Councilmember Vang. All right, let's take um, public testimony and items not on the agenda. Thank you, Mayor. I have three speakers. The first is Travis Castle, Ryan Misano, and Guy Stevenson. As possible, be up. And proceed. Uh, my name is Travis Castle, and this is the Path to Humanity. It's a three-part system. It's self-funded, self-regulated, and it'll create right around ten million dollars of funding, all without taxpayer money, uh, for each component. Uh, we have 
help for homeless, public safety. We have a good uh, gun exchange program that I have built for here, but let's talk about reparations and the equality port. 159 years ago, reparations was promised to the um, freed slaves today, marks that anniversary. That promise has never been fulfilled. It's been like a carrot on a stick. So we need to rip that carrot off the stick and give it to the people and break that freaking stick. And here's how we're gonna do it. The uh, program not only provides reparations, but it's, it's a continuous payment to descendants of the freed slaves, but money isn't good enough. This is an offender bender. We need to provide everlasting change. Here's how we're gonna do that. Forgivable business loans that are fully uh, forgivable, funding for jobs. This is a hand up, not a hand out. And I've solved many of the issues that plagued other reparations programs from funding to eligibility. We can talk about that at the end. The question is, are you gonna tackle the situation like my favorite football player, Eric Armstead does? <laughs> Elevate the community, <laughs> unite it, baby, and create a standard that other cities follow. Or are you gonna sit on the sideline? Am I gonna have to go city to city until I get this done? You're welcome to tell me no, but I promise you, when someone's a priority to know it doesn't exist, it's short for not yet, and I'm gonna get this done. And Manager Chan, uh, uh, Mayor Steinberg, and all of you are thoroughly dedicated to this process, especially quality, and you are the first city that I've ever presented this to. I will be emailing you my previous presentations that cover the other topics, and I can answer questions, of course. But I can't wait to get started with you. Thank you for your questions? comments. Thank you for coming. Okay. Okay, and we, we have this. I'll read it. Thank you. Our next yeah, speaker is Ryan Masano, then Guy Stevenson. Please proceed. Go ahead and get started and I can pull it up. Okay, so these are the rights that were given us, not by politicians, but by God. So anytime a politician interferes with any of our rights to free speech, you are defying God. And if anyone hasn't figured out that doesn't end up well, you can find out if you keep doing it. And this nation was founded by people who didn't take kindly to people interfering with their rights to free speech. And yes, the Bank of England was run by the Rothschilds who run our country in the Federal Reserve right now. So that's the First Amendment again. Um, and what you see there is the rights that were given to us very clearly, which we have come to increasingly forget. Now, we have to ask ourselves in America right now, why is it that both sides, Trump, Biden, Republicans, Democrats, why do they all take money from Israel? Why, why do we have so many dual citizenships? Why is this country getting involved in Israel? Israel is an illegit illegitimate country. When 15,000 Palestinians were kicked off their land in 1948, that was a crime that all of us should oppose when we have given the most foreign aid to Israel of any country on this earth, that is a problem. Uh, 750,000 people in Palestine were kicked off their land. 93% of the land in modern Israel was controlled by Palestinians in 1948. And let's not forget the USS Liberty, okay? Our warship was attacked 34 Americans were killed and 172 were injured when the Liberty was attacked by Israeli planes and warships in 1967. And nothing was done about that because LBJ was a pawn. 
And he pushed the war on poverty to adjust the prior speaker. And that war on poverty gave trillions to the black community and did absolutely nothing. So money's not going to solve our problems. Thank you for your comments. Guy Stevenson is our final speaker this afternoon. I believe Mr. Stevenson has left. So, Mayor, I have no more speakers for this afternoon. All right. Thank you very, thank you very much. Members, we have closed session in about 20 minutes. Uh, and in the meantime, the City Council is adjourned.